You are now tuning into Two Kids from the Bronx podcast. Two Kids from the Bronx. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Two Kids from the Bronx. Ow! And now, uh, you know, myself, Jay Rosa, Todd. Boom. Mm-hmm. This is a very special episode. Very mm-hmm. special episode. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, much pleasure. Our first inaugural uh, interview guest, mm-hmm. <laughs> up and coming artist uh, from the Bronx, Riley. Yo, what up? What up, man? <laughs> This is a this is a big uh it's a milestone for the for the podcast. I don't like you know? it. I don't like it. First, first man. <laughs> you know, again, honor. You got to set the bar pretty high on this I one. Did. We're gonna make this an amazing interview. We we're here drinking some chorus tall boys. That's right. <laughs> Making it official. That's right. Um, yeah, so let's go straight into it. Um, Riley, like, give us a little you know little story where you're from. Um, you know. Yeah, um, originally from uh, California, I was born in Watts, uh, moved to Malibu, was raised there pretty much, uh, came out to New York when I was you know, in my teens and whatnot. Um, yeah, man, I'm a Bronx boy, you know, to the heart, like, you know, that's what it is, like, you know, I rep New York, how, you know, how it is, and yeah, man, just doing this music thing. That's it, went through maturity in the Bronx. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's it, your Bronx. way to grow up. That's it. <laughs> so how did that, how did that happen, that transition from the West Coast over here? Um, you know, um, shit, I mean, if you really wanted to get some, like, real stories, uh, mom was a hustler, and, uh, okay. yeah, we moved out to New York, and, uh, I guess where the money was, and, yeah, I've been here since, you know. Okay. okay. Now, when did you would you say you kind of fell in love with the music? That's a great question. Because <laughs> back in California, I, I will tell you, I was uh, into punk rock and fucking okay, okay. death metal and right. kind of crazy okay. stuff. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I came up to New York, you know, um, of course, every everybody was into you know the new guys coming out. I mean, it was like Locks and mm-hmm. you know uh, G Unit was uh, just popping off and whatnot. Yeah, and, uh, that yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that's how I really started to get into hip hop. I mean, like Dipset was like my shit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's how that's everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we met this one dude from um, from Scarsdale from in Westchester. And he was a producer, and of course, being the only black kids there, mm-hmm. the first question was, "Hey, do you guys rap?" Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. I, I never rapped in my life, but fuck it, of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I see it took off from, from then. You know, we did a bunch of shows and, you know, put out a bunch of EPs and whatnot. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's been taking off since then. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, now, let's say, okay, being, you know, from the Bronx, from New York, do you feel almost obligated in a way to try to, you know, kind of put the Bronx, even New York to a, to a large extent, on your back, you know, and try to bring New York back on hip-hop you know started here created here do you feel a burden or are you just you know rolling with it on your own you know at first when i was making music i I, you know it was all it was all about like just making that new york you know get back to where it's Mm -hmm. at new music and whatnot but i got to a point where um i'm just trying to make music for you know the for myself and people that are you know that you know obviously the fans and whatnot but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it got to a point where you can't. I couldn't make music just for the region. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make music globally, and yeah. So I and I feel like that. I like that. You know, I really like that answer just because it's like, you know, 
you never want to make something just to make it. You can, you know, people can tell when something seems forced Absolutely. and not genuine. Absolutely. And, uh, don't fake the funk. Exactly. You don't want to fake the funk. And that's something where listening to your music, you know, I don't get that feel. You know, you you may, you mentioned the locks. You like the locks. You know, when I listen to music, I, I don't really feel the locks. I feel your, your own, it's, it's you know. You. It's mm. you. And that's something where, you know, I can appreciate that, you know. So, piggybacking off of that, the music, you definitely have a unique sound. Thank you, man. So what would you say, though, if if somebody wanted to know, you know, what kind of music does Rally make? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it? You know, I I tell people this, especially little ladies, because as soon as I'm like, yeah, I rap, they're like, oh, you you ain't gangster. You ain't, you ain't. I'm just like, well, you're right. But I, I tell people all this uh, this all the time. Like, I rap love songs. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I rap what like my life's about, and I just uh, I am flooded with a bunch of biddies. So okay. that's the you know the music that I make. I make I'm, I do make music for mm-hmm. ladies and or guys that are in a situation that is very similar. You know, mm-hmm. So much. you make music for the ladies. I, so I want to say that. I'm going a little, little, little bit off court. Yeah. Okay. So are you a player? You a playboy? I am. I am not a playboy. I am just the guy that is in a polyamorous relationship. Oh, okay. And uh, good answer. Good answer. Right there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, like, like my whole thing is just, just like there's enough love to go around. Oh, there man, is no man. reason to Not keep it to yourself. To Gotta spread it. Man. But if That's you say true. player, that means I'm trying to play the girls all and right, keep right, them away from right. each other. Mm. I just want them to all. Got, I want them all to know each other. I want them to get to know each other. And, got a lot of love to give. Yeah, out. That's yeah, right. it's okay. a community. You got enough heart for everybody. That's right. Okay. I get it. I like. That answer. I like that answer. Yes. Okay. Now you said you know you make music about things that you know and things you do and relationships. The um, the 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 mixtape, right? The yes. EP. Okay. What I heard was uh, Sarah. Yes, that is uh, Sarah is my ex girlfriend. Uh, it's exactly. an acronym for okay. uh, she's always right anyway. And honestly, let's be real. That is. If you're in a relationship, that's right. If you're a dude, you you're him. never going to be right. So she's always right. Exactly. <laughs> she's always right anyway. Let it go. And it was perfect. She, it, I like that. See, yeah. I, and that was one thing I saw. I was like, what, what does this stand yeah. for? Yeah. Okay. Sarah. Yeah. She's always right anyway. And that was oddly enough her name yeah. as well. Nice. Mm, nice yeah. yeah. Nice play on words. Perfect. Nice. Um, <laughs> now, listening to the EP, um, seems like a little heartbreak going on, oh. you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. It some of your feelings, you know, letting your emotions out. Uh, tell me a little bit. You know, did, did this is this the girl that got away? Is this did you mess up? Did oh, she mess up? It's it's crazy. She's mm-hmm. actually one of the girls that's part of my whole polyamorous mm-hmm. experience. She's one of three. Okay. Um, and how that, do you get that to fly? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, hey, the gift of gab. Let's say oh, that. No, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it, it was more you know just getting older and and then realizing what the hell you want out mm-hmm. of life and whatnot and um it was just a, it, I, I feel for me and for the girls that are involved it's just perfect timing mm-hmm. you know we all are busy people and we're all trying to do our own thing but at the same time you know you need love and you, need, you want to cuddle at night and true. you know you need somebody to go to the movies too and whatnot so yeah but at the same time you never want to do that with the same person over and over and over again mm-hmm. so you know you you spread your like again you spread your love and yeah you find people that are that are happy to be around you know your, your, your stuff but uh, again that makes for great stories it makes for great music yeah, you know yeah. yeah and so Sarah wasn't with it she was like you know what Sarah 
is with it. Oh, she's still. So Sarah you, are is Are you with and it. Sarah still around? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sarah is still in the picture. Okay, she's still in the picture. Um, I will say uh, I made this album after we did break up, mm-hmm. and she heard it, and she was like, you know what? Oh, uh, right. <laughs> he made this for me. He didn't make this for the other girls. He oh, made yeah. this album for she, me. She, knows. She knows so, this. Uh, that that yeah. one was for her. Actually, it's crazy. The the way this uh, um. Mixtape came about mm-hmm. when I met Asar. There was actually an album that I did. It has like 13, 14 tracks. Um, it's called Bitches. Okay. And uh, each song title was the name of a girl that I used to deal okay. with, like dealt yeah. with or whatnot. And Sarah was supposed to be like a reintroduction because uh, mm-hmm. I haven't you know, put something out in like a couple months. So it was like a reintroduction into the album that was okay. supposed to happen. But meeting with Asar, uh, the producer of this um, amazing project, mm-hmm. um, it turned into what was supposed to be three, four tracks ended up being like you know 10 11 which was great you know it was just amazing it just it just felt right mm-hmm. okay. yeah i will say the you know the, the beats the production on this on this project is very well done very phenomenal well, thank you, man. um thank you. and like uh you said all the mostly all the beats are all original yes, by, uh, by your producer actually yeah. all are original yeah mm-hmm. all are original in this uh, project first first time for me too which is uh, yeah. amazing to do uh, yeah. just to get producers that i didn't have to like Necessarily like buy a beat from online or from something random Joe Smith. Or random, exactly. Yeah. You know, work with someone in the studio, you know, and something mix it or something. Natural, stuff. organic. Act, exactly. Yeah. Great word. Organic. Yeah. It was super organic. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I feel that's when the best art comes out. When it's, you know, you can put your mind together and really think about it and really, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. put it out there. So, on that note too, then, um, so with the music, what what's your ultimate goal there? Hmm. Um, honestly, I, I tell people this all the time. Um, it's the tour for me. I love performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody's been to any Riley shows at all, they know I don't just go on the stage and rap. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a theater piece. You okay. know, there there is art, you know, backing that. And um, that's what I live for. I would love to just be able to get on the road mm-hmm. tour um i know it, usually it's crazy that's where usually i make most of my fans is on you know when i do my performances mm-hmm. i feel like people really listen and they they feel what i'm you know saying and they love everything that they see it's it's more of like a visual piece mm-hmm. uh than you know than a music piece i mean if uh, any of you guys have been to uh, that kind of glow in the dark I haven't been going to the, I was at the Jesus tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. So was, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Very, very visual. Yeah. You know, it, it's something that you're just not like, I've heard this on an album before, yeah. and now I'm just watching the artist do it. Do it's, it, it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I have like mass men, I have a projector screen going, and lights going off, okay. and a okay. bunch All of right. stuff, crazy things going on. And um, that's uh, that's why I, just, I, I love doing the performance. It's doing. just so much fun. Yeah, just yeah. the art of it. Exactly. And I could see that, you know, you seem like a real charismatic guy. I could see why people, you know, a lot of people, fans gravitate to you, you know, feed off the energy. Um, I just want to get into a quick track that I really like the um, Around the World track. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I would, when I first heard it, I felt like that would be the, like, that's the song that really popped to me. That would be like the single, right? Yeah. You have a nice mix of singing and rapping, right? But do you feel like, in a way, that's kind of going like, you know, people will say, "Hey, like he's biting off of Drake, or he's biting <laughs> off of other guys." <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. You know, so I mean, it's Absolutely. you know, it's it's a question where a lot of people feel like you know, you don't want to ride the coattails of other artists, but if that's your sound, how, how else can you yeah. you know can you make music? And that's a, a, a interesting uh, way to put it because I think for the longest of times, mm-hmm. I, I've always respected Drake as an mm-hmm. artist, yeah. and I thought he was just like an amazing uh, dude, but I've never been a fan. 
okay. um, of what you know he was doing um, up mm. until late. But I will say, the, I think the reason that I would respect him as, for what he did because he did open the doors for a lot of artists for what mm-hmm. they do. And let's be real, I feel like if there was, if there was no Drake, there'd be no Childish Gambino. There'd be no Kyles. There'd be no, you know, like there'd be there wouldn't be a lot of these guys that are out there right now doing what they're doing because, I mean, yes. At the end of the being, day, uh, yeah, someone being a, have to break the door down. Exactly. Drake was the one that did. Yeah. Even if there were people yeah. before Drake that were doing what he's doing, he's still the guy. Yeah. That, he's that in, in no aspect is yeah. Drake and classical mm-hmm. all around R and B singer. Mm-hmm. No. But what he does on his tracks are just phenomenal yeah. and amazing. Yeah. He brought that ideal of. Melody to the song, exactly to that level, mm-hmm. yeah. to that level. You know, he's just, you know. I think he, in a lot of ways, for rappers, he brought musicality. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, to to the rap game. He, um, he allowed more emotion into hip hop, and that's and that's another reason why I respect Jake because I mean, coming from my aspect, and I mean, just the way I grew up and whatnot. I mean, I love Fifty Cent, and The Locks, and all of these. You know the, these hardcore guys, gangster, hardcore quote stuff. unquote gangster rap. Exactly, but I'm not that at all. Yeah. So I mean, like seeing other people like Wale's, the Drakes, the Kid Cudi's, the, you know, those mm-hmm. people set a lane where it's just like okay to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be gangster, emotional, or you know, whatever it is. I'm rapping about working my nine to five. Like you know, he they made it okay to just like rock yourself, mm-hmm. which. That I totally like respect. So I mean, I, I guess going back to the question, if uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I totally wouldn't mind. I guess saying that, yeah. I mean, in 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 a way, I kind of feel like, yeah, we did the whole biting the Drake thing because mm-hmm. um, it was just a natural progression yeah. of what we're doing. I mean, I remember uh, Fifty Cent going at Ja Rule for yeah. singing I mean, on and tracks. Was, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. And then he's doing he's singing yeah. on tracks, you know. So it, it's, it's one of those. About how you do it. It's exactly. Yeah. You know, as long as it's genuine, exactly. And you know, it's ma- and you're making good music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a carbon copy or something. Yes. Like and that's why I kind of feel in, in your case, and that's I just love the answer the answer you gave, where it's you know, you are maybe taking a little piece of you know somebody else's style but you're putting your own twist on it your own you know originality so that's Absolutely. that's something that you know I could really respect so now you said you know you love your favorite part is you know performing the art you know the shows the, the energy that you get from um, the crowd the fans now let's say what is your end game though would you want to stay independent or would you if a label came and wanted to sign you would you would you sign oh I totally would sign yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's not a question. Yeah. Um, as long as that, I guess for for me, yeah, it really is about the artistry. Mm-hmm. So as long if a label came up to me, I would assume that they came up to me because they liked what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as they would want to keep Riley as Riley and not trying to turn Riley into something else to make money or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, I'm with it. You know, I'm with it. Um, okay. But if if I have to stay independent to do that, um, you know, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm totally with that. You're not gonna compromise. No, mm-hmm. no, um, mm-hmm. no. Respect that. Yeah. Respect that. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I, at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of there's a lot of guys out there um, that say they they use music, to, you know, for a living and to make money mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I make music because I love making music. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not about the money for me. It's not about you know because I have a job that pays yeah. great. You know, yeah. if you do something you love, yeah, you Never. do it well. Exactly. The money's gonna come. It's no. gonna come. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. You know, you can't worry about that stuff. And I mean, I just, I just want to make sure that everything that I do is pure to mm-hmm. what Riley is doing. Um, I really, you know, that's all that really matters to me. It's just that the message is 
the way I, I, I want it to be. So another, I'm just going to keep throwing curveball questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to let Rosa State stick yeah. to the, you know, point. So I see, see, see your whole look here, you know. And, you know, there's yeah. no visuals here, so, you know. <laughs> you know, we got, you got a Pharrell hat, almost in a way. Or, no, no, that's no. more like, you know, it's, it's not the Pharrell That's not the Pharrell. Hat. It's actually a little Pharrell cool. Hat, Let me see you know? a, Queen Felt, got the Queen Felt from Queen Felt. Shout out to Goran Rose. There you go. Goran Rose, how you doing? So, is Riley a hipster? (laughs) I am the original hip hop hipster. (laughs) That is for sure. You know, Um, I was going to ask that question. I was like, you know, let me know. (laughs) You know, but it's crazy because I actually Googled hipster. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe not even actually a week ago. Not even a week ago. I Googled hipster and like what it was supposed to be. And um, technically, in all technical aspects, Mm -hmm. I'm not a hipster. Um, Bro. I'm kind of a hipster. <laughs> the new age. The But yeah, I, you know, that is kind of one of my um, little pseudonyms or whatever you want, might want to call it. Yeah, I am the, the hip-hop the hipster. Hip-hop so what do you think your, your what, what do you get your style and influence from? Uh, thrift stores. How about that? <laughs> no, everything, yeah, uh, I, I, I thrift a lot. I, I just like finding unique mm-hmm. items. I mean, as you guys can see, like, yeah. the hat, like, is, oh, like, nice. the one thing, like, that I will always have and own, and, you know, that's, like, my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I just like unique pieces. Okay. Anything that, like, just stands out. Mm-hmm. So, had your style always been unique or did you come into oh, it yourself yeah. were you were you down with you know whatever the look was yeah. <laughs> yeah. growing up as a twin I mean like especially yeah. the, you know you, you dress like a bunch of other people because yeah. everybody else is wearing Short, some Jordans and jerseys and jerseys and that, all you know, that shit yeah. and then of course you have a twin brother to add to that uh, yeah. that that mix so I was always dressing like somebody mm-hmm. always so what made you go basically fuck it I'm gonna go I'm gonna out. do what I wanna do as far as style goes huh. where was that breaking point at I mean, the the reason, uh, I will tell you, it's a good start. Um, One of the reasons I stopped dressing like my twin first off was, Mm -hmm. uh, I remember we were on 232nd in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, you up there. Exactly. We were going to like some video game store. I think it was like 13 at the time. Mm -hmm. Walking down the street. I've been here for like four months, maybe. And a bunch of dudes on the corner. And uh, they're like, yo, 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 what's up? What's, yo, 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 my man, what's up? How old, how old are you guys? We're like, uh, 14. Yeah. You know, straight out from Malibu. We, we knew New York. Yeah. Surf's but up. Not exactly, right? <laughs> Hang <laughs> 10, bro. Um, and dude's like, yo, y'all 13, still dressed in the fucking light? For reals? <laughs> from that day on. Never dressed like my twin. Ever, ever, ever. That's uh, so that's style. That <laughs> style changed from that day on. So, you know, I'm done. Exactly. I'm, I'm done with that. Um, but now, uh, for me, honestly, fashion isn't a huge deal to me. I don't really... I, don't, I guess that's why I thrift shop. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can find some crazy unique pieces that are, like, super cheap and, mm-hmm. like, you know, according... To, to, to what I do um, and that just makes me stand out um, so I mean I get that I'm gonna say maybe about a year ago is when I realized like hey mm. I could look just as good as everybody else <laughs> you know like oh, okay. with a couple of like unique pieces in here you know but fashion to me isn't like a, a, a big deal I, yeah. I, yeah. okay okay yeah. now kind of trying shift the gears going back into the music just for a second um, this project Sarah what are you know, is it gaining any momentum right now? How how's, how have people kind of, you know, has it resonated? Has it related with people? Are you getting good reviews, you know, for people to listen to it? So far, um, I've gotten nothing but good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Project isn't out uh, yet. I, yeah. I plan on releasing the mm-hmm. Around the World single um, 
officially officially on the 25th of may i have a show at pianos um okay. if you're listening make sure you guys get there 25th of may um mm -hmm. at pianos um i officially want to release the single then but anyway the team that yeah. has you know that my team that has listened to it um love it so far um and we have a team of amazing producers artists and just like all around just great people yeah um no definitely it's great it's a great project yeah, so far so good so I, I'm, I'm happy about it yeah i like it i really like it um where can people uh listen to some of your music um they like can on twitter go, yeah i'm on twitter um you can google anything hobo chic nyc um okay. and yeah we'll, we'll pop up um if you can't find it there this is d riley um okay. yeah it's it, it's it's all there hobo chic with that it's like a group yeah it is my group yeah. and it, exactly and, and i guess that that you know yeah. catch like 22 uh well, well that ties into like what i was saying about like the whole fashion thing yeah i branded myself okay. yeah hobo chic yeah i, I branded yeah, myself yeah. that because like honestly i i kind of feel like a lot of the dudes and the girls that i hang out with are, are these people that don't have to spend like 500 dollars on jeans and t-shirt t man but, or, or shit yeah, like that and true. We, but we still can go to the clubs and we can still hit these places up and look like the life of the party and be the life mm -hmm. of the party um without having to to to, to stunt like hey i got money and i'm gonna you know mm -hmm. it, it's ridiculous yes. it, it's kind of ridiculous. So, Clo clothes so. never made the man man made the clothes exactly you know? yeah, so hobo chic is my imprint that's my brand that's my label that's my team that's, that's cool. my cool. my whole thing and it, it's just really the whole um, stance that we're not going to be labeled by society. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to do our own thing. And yeah, we're the nerds. We're the fucking hipsters. We're the fucking, you know, like geeks yeah. of this rap shit or this yeah. music, photography shit, movie shit, whatever it may be. Like the, the people that I hang out with are just like straight up real people. And right? you're going to embrace that. Whatever exactly. stigma that comes with it. Listen, you're, you're, you're the right side of things right now. Listen, yeah, don't take it from me. This is just my personal opinion. <laughs> but uh, it's it's the geeks' time now. It's the nerd time. <laughs> that's, now. Just, uh, that's what I say. Gangster rap is ancient history. Yes. You know, it's like you suddenly listen to it like just like to reminisce. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. And that's the only gangster rap I listen to. It's the true. old, the old school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You um you mentioned Charles Gambino a couple moments ago. Uh, I'm a big fan of Charles Gambino, and uh, I'm not lying. When I first heard the, um, the EP, I was like. I kind of, you know, feel a little like Ramsey Gambino, you know, the genuine, the authenticity. Um, who do you listen to when you're, you know, Oof. on the train besides yourself or some of your... I don't listen to anybody. No? Okay. So, all right. Well, let me not say anybody. Mm -hmm. If you went through my phone right now, I think the only rappers that I have in my iTunes is Drake because everybody was talking about it. And of course, you have to have that. And actually, that album, tell me, what is it, what is it called again? Sorry, oh, wait. Uh, uh, if you're reading this, too late. Too yeah, late, it's too yeah. late. Okay, Great. So sorry for the word. I'm sorry for the <laughs> yeah, so I've never listened to a Drake project as a whole. No. Okay. Um, okay. And like what I was saying before, like, yeah. you know, I respect Drake. Yeah. I really like what he's doing, but I'm not a fan yet. This album made me a fan. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um, also, I got the Big Sean because people said it was dope. Yeah, that's what's the, it was good. It was, it was my good. My opinion again, Big Sean's the best album to date. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Best rap album. Today. That's his, his, his best. His best. His best. His best rap yeah. album. To him, him that's personally. interesting. There's like three songs that I can. I mean, all of them are great. Um, I think I think he wraps his fucking face off. Mm -hmm. I think he's he, amazing. He's a for real. Um, yeah. He's definitely a spitter. That's for sure. Um, I felt like there was only like three songs that I could like listen to and like vibe with. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I want to listen to an album, I want to be able to sing to it. I want to be able to dance to it. I want to mm -hmm. be able to do everything to it. So, and wait, I so 
You're not into Kendrick? Oh. That goes without saying. Oh, oh okay. That goes without saying. <laughs> oh, I just had to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendrick, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's, at the same time, I could rap every fucking Kendrick lyric, you know, mm. there is. I don't know. I kind of feel like Sean is one of the special kind of cases. My man is... Ryan's flow is ridiculous. The flow, yeah, the flow, is, the flow is... That's what I mean. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. When I... I, I actually listen to Sean. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I'm, I'm like vibing with a Drake album or a Kendrick album or something like that. Like, I'm listening to what Sean has yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... I, other than that, like, I don't have those no, in my no. iTunes. Mm-hmm. I listen to a bunch of, like, experimental jazz artists. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, like, Thundercat, Flying yeah. Lotus, yeah. Tori Lamar. They all over yeah, that's, that's Thundercat's all over that album. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, like, those are the people I'm listening to. I, mm-hmm. I like, yeah. listen to a lot of Toro, Bibio, uh, D'Angelo. Actually, D'Angelo's album D'Angelo. was my favorite album okay. last year. Okay. That was yeah. my, that was, yeah, that was my shit. Um... But yeah, I, I I I tend not to listen to a lot of rap stuff, mm-hmm. only because I kind of feel like a lot of people get influenced with it. Yep. Flows become the same. People a lot start of saying the same stuff. That. I mean, I think it's smart to do that. Too. It, you absolutely, know, you don't want to, you know, end up. Yeah, because wow, it's like now I'm stuck rapping yeah. like this guy because yeah. that's all I and, hear. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like almost becomes like in your subconscious, like that's like how you don't you even realize it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole yeah. South flow, that that whole thing is just like. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, and yeah, you're gonna hear it in some of my stuff here and yeah, there. You know, you gotta touch on stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Just to show that you know you're hip. You're, you're walking around. <laughs> still you're not under a rock. Exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I mean, I kind of feel like that's like the issue. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I can't tell like Migos from like Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Young Thug is actually no. He's not, he can spit. He can spit. But more than yeah. the, but you more know what I'm with me is he's unique because of. The, the melodies that he that he puts in his songs yeah, they're yeah. very unique yeah, yeah. despite you know, how you feel about his bars or whatever the the way he constructs songs are very unique yeah mm-hmm. I kind of think that's what I'm, I I mean in this sense is just like a lot of the the, the, the rappers that I I guess I do, when I do listen to some of their stuff mm-hmm. it just kind of comes off all like the same stuff mm-hmm. like ever like I can't really rock with somebody talking about how much money they spend and how many girls they fucked like I Good for you, bro. <laughs> you know, like great, but yeah. like yeah, you know. it doesn't resonate with you. Nah, yeah? no, okay, no. No, that's respectable. So, um, what's like a day in the life for Riley when you're not with your three girlfriends <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or in the studio? You know, making really good projects. You know, um, I mean, I am. I mean, by by trade, I am a, a chef. Okay. Um, that's that's uh, what I do. Okay. Shout out to Action Bronson. What, what up? What's going on? Yeah. I don't know if you guys know about that, but <laughs> he is a, he's a chef as well. He's a professional yeah. chef mm-hmm. as well. Um, Chefs taking over the game, man. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, girls love it too. Yeah, you cook for them. Yeah. Cook. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's you know what I do. My uh, my nine to five mm-hmm. is uh, you know I'm a chef and I'm I'm, I'm constantly trying to just hone that craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the White Hotel, Reynard. What's going on, Emily? I see you. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's one of those those things where it's just like, I kind of feel like I picked like the two most amazing careers okay. in life, you know, because yeah. I feel like with music, you're going to make people happy. And with food? And with food, you're going to make people happy, happy, you know, like, yeah. especially if you're good at it. Um, and, and I guess it's just like my whole stick, or I guess thing in life it's just mm-hmm. let's just uh let's just start a community be yeah. happy and like mm-hmm. whatnot and yeah those two things that think kind of cor- you know correlate with what's going you know with that so i got another curve right so curveball with the chef like thing cause I you a baseball player bro <laughs> 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 so with the chef thing i got a couple of friends that are chefs you know 
and they tell me the wildest stories, you know? And sometimes I can't believe them, you know? And it's mm. like, it just it just seems, being a chef, when you're back in that kitchen, he's he like, you know, it's insane. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. He's like, yo, he told me like, yo, you, this, this People fights, fighting, yeah. Like fits fights, it, oh, it, yeah. Just, it just go. so is this true? Like, oh, is this, this just is, a this wild very, world for chefs? This is very true. Like, things are on fire, man. You can't be fighting while things like, are on fire. No, Oil, they, grease, fire. Like, they give each other's faces, like, yeah. it, gets, it gets real. It, oh no! I guess I, I mean I, I will tell you my first kitchen experience. I mean I never went to school. I never mm-hmm. had any kind of kitchen experience, but I got the job anyway. My first day, I'm making something in a blender and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the chef kind of comes up to me or to the whole kitchen is like, "Who the fuck made this?" <laughs> and I kind of like timidly kind of like, no, yeah. I did." <laughs> I got the blender tossed at me <laughs> and told to make it over again. Like on that show, Hell's Kitchen, or something. It's like that? exactly like that. Wow. Uh, it's exactly like that. I mean, like where I work now, it's not so crazy, but I mean, like yeah, it can get nutty. Yeah, it can get kind of crazy. Now, yeah. what do you do when somebody you know says, "Hey, man, this steak is no good. Bring it back." You bring it back. And you gotta make it <laughs> all over it? again. You make that shit over uh, again. Oh man. hell yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like it, it, at the end of the day, I kind of feel like in this industry mm-hmm. or the food industry, really, the customer really is is God. Mm-hmm. You know, they they the customer mm-hmm. is truly always mm-hmm. right because they they make or break you. They it's can true. make or break your it's restaurant, true. make or break your bakery, or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. So, you know, yeah. you send that shit back, you make that shit over. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I just had to confirm that. Okay. Just, Double check on that one? Just like, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a fist fight yet, but I wouldn't pit a pass. I would, I would, you know, he's probably right. He's probably right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you said you have a couple shows coming up? Yes. Yeah. Uh, May 25th is the yeah. next uh, uh, big one. Um, that's going to be at Pianos in Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. If you guys are in the city, you guys make sure you guys come check that out. What time? Um, I'm going on at 7.30 okay. uh, The show right. starts uh, I think sh- Doors open up at 7 yeah. um, It's going to be an amazing show um, It's a bunch of amazing Up and coming New York mm-hmm. artists um, That yeah It's going to be It's going to be a, a, a great show I mean I do plan on turning it out I mean Obviously okay. um, But it's, it's going to be a great show It's going to be my first time at pianos I've always wanted to play at pianos nice. For a I've, long time I've um, never been I've heard some good things I've, I've never been yeah, Pianos is great that venue is yeah. uh, that the yeah, downstairs is an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. uh, uh, spot to, to perform at. Um, I mean, it's very well known too. And I mean, it's in the Lower East Side, the greatest fucking place in you know on the planet. Like really, yeah. that's yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, other than the Bronx, Lower East Side <laughs> is home to me. Like that is that is a place. I was gonna say the hipsters coming out of him at Lower East oh, Side. So if you could leave the people one thing about Riley, you know, what would you want people to know after listening to you or seeing you on stage? Like, one thing. Uh, I'm a genuine person, mm-hmm. man. Honestly, it, everything that I say and or do is just genuine. Mm-hmm. I, I you know there, there's no fake stories. There's nothing, you know, no bullshit in the music mm-hmm. that I make. I mean, I... I only write and make music to like what's happening in life with me right mm-hmm. now, and I mean I can tell you like the, the 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 past three songs that I've written have been nothing but about Baltimore and and what's going on in that town and like you know just all the injustice that's happening mm-hmm. like in the nation right now like yeah. it, it just it, it really it has to be like a real thing like yeah. it, that's one thing that I want people to take away. And I hope uh, that when they do listen to the project and or music from Riley, that 
it, it's something that they can relate to. Yeah. yeah. Everything that I, I make, I want it to be somewhat relatable to, to, you know, you know, the that's masses. Good. Yeah, that's great. No, that's great. I really feel, um, you know, I can respect that. I know, you know, when people hear your music, they'll feel the same way. And, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, Riley gets the two kids from the Bronx cosign on this two work, you know, up, two man. thumbs up, yeah, oh, you know, shit, like we, we literally just met maybe like 10, 20 minutes before yeah. the interview, um, yeah, so it's like no BS, you it's know, cool straight dude, up, it's cool dude, cool dude. Um, you got time to stick around maybe, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, so we're gonna, you know, just go into some topics that, you know, me and Tasha, let me t- uh, speak about, about, you know, you know it'll be good together, you know, get your take on some yeah, things, absolutely. Um, you know, you just said you wrote some songs on, you know, the whole Baltimore riots, Baltimore protest, um, Freddie Gray situation. Last week, me and Tachi touched on it, you know, a little yeah, bit. Um, yeah, and not to, you know, speak about it again, but, you know, just um, some of your thoughts, you know, some of your feelings. You know, me and Tachi kind of said, you know, this, these riots, these protests, these acts of violence are somewhat, you know, all just a culmination of, you know, lack of social equalities, you know, racism. Mm. You know, um, yeah, just it's built up anger. Built up anger. This is just this is the last straw on the camel's back, and we spoke about it before. And we, it's nice to get you know, uh, you know, your take on it. Yes. You know, first. And I'm I'm actually glad that you guys are like willing to speak about it again because I kind of feel like once people speak about it, mm-hmm. it just kind of gets forgotten about. And I actually mentioned that in in the rhyme. Also, it's just like the, the, I think one of the problems is that we have is that uh, I'm gonna I guess I will say as minority groups, yeah, and that means sure. Spanish, Asian, Black, whatever mm-hmm. minority it is that's not white. Um, realistically, we get into these things and they're only talked about for about a week or two. They're tweeted about for mm-hmm. about a week or two. And then they're just forgotten about. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I, I kind of want to get to a point where we have these discussions yeah, because sure. it is kind of like ridiculous. Like what's really going on? But I mean, like, I guess my whole stance is like, I, I to tell you the truth, I didn't think I'd care. Mm-hmm. A, a, a ton of this stuff happens all the time yeah, and sure. you know because it's not in our faces or part of our lives we just kind of tend to just kind of like graze over like oh we'll read about it and yeah. hear about it and be like oh okay. this is happening yes, this sucks but uh okay but Instagram let's is popping right now exactly loving hip hop is popping right now well let's move on yeah um but I don't know I just kind of feel like everything that's actually been happening mm-hmm. and all the stuff that has happened you know it, it I've got at least myself personally. I've gotten to a point where we can't just comb over it anymore. You mm-hmm. know, it needs to be talked about. It, it you know, the it's the injustices that it, that's happening. It's it's just isn't right. You mm-hmm. know, like it it really is. At the end of the day, what's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. And like we're not we're not stupid people. You know, so mm-hmm. don't treat us like we're we're stupid people. Like what's what's going on? And you know, it, it, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, you, you know, your whole opinion kind of echoes with me and Tachi, you know, Tachi were talking about last week. And, you know, we, I don't know if we'll ever in our lifetime, you know, we'll see that quote unquote change or, you know, that. I will say this. The only way you're going to see a significant change and I guess in the near future, mm-hmm. it, and I've been telling people this, is if we have a modern day civil war. And it seems the way that things are moving, mm-hmm. I mean, like. I wouldn't be surprised if they call martial law in a month or two. Well, martial law was declared in um in, in Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah, yeah right. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm not sure how long that will last. Yeah. I mean, we'll I guess we, we we'll see, but you can't really tell a bunch of you know what was it a city like what 2.5 million right now or something like that. Is yeah, it, yeah, Not city. Like 
you can't tell a bunch of adults that they can't mm-hmm. go at certain per- you know past a certain Curfew. point Curfew, Curfew and shit like that, that. Yeah, it's ridiculous you know and then to, to say that they're wrong for acting the way they're acting yeah. when all of this stuff was prompted by actions that were made by other people sure. yeah. you know like it again we can totally I can totally see ourselves moving into a modern day civil war anytime you know it's not like you know the the um they always talk about you know the reaction to the action like you know the, the riots were mm-hmm. too much or this violence was too much you know when you took something you know it's like say um if i if i punch rosa and then he goes and gets a bat and hits me in the head with it and it'd be like rosa that was that was too much you went too, yeah, you went too far but <laughs> the point was i should have never yeah. hit him should have never hit him. No. i should have never hit him yeah. so and that's pretty much like the thing here that we're missing like what's going on should have never happened you know these, mm-hmm. these things should never happen like um you know in um ferguson the kid should never got shot that should have never happened so the reaction whatever it is even if it's over mm-hmm. the line the reaction is because of the action mm-hmm. you know but and they then, never talk about that and yeah no, they always never they try to lose that in yeah. you know in the fray it's like but the that's reaction true. is because yeah. of the action that should have never that's happened. true it's, it's crazy true. watching and reading uh all, articles and, and, and news reports about all of these things that's that's going on and and the one major thing that i keep hearing is certain certain blah 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 these many stores have been broken into yeah. and this many glasses have been broken cbs burned down yeah but yeah. they're not talking about like well yeah. why is this happening you know mm-hmm. like why are they burning down cbs why are they breaking down buildings and, and glasses like that? It. and it yeah. becomes yeah. about the riots and instead of what exactly. caused the riots so Absolutely. they'll go back so yeah. it'll go into like the riots happen and then and this, and this is they're breaking down they're burning down these stores they're breaking no, in these stores but they won't show but they, they won't the peaceful protest that, you know they won't they won't they show won't, that they won't. and then it won't mention that somebody was killed no they won't you know they're gonna get lost and they won't reiterate that but they'll, re- they'll, 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 re- they'll reiterate the riots but they won't reiterate that somebody was killed that's ter- and that's and that's the terrible thing again i go back to saying like Freddie Gray, his name is going to be tweeted from it by his mm-hmm. family for about another couple months from the general public yep. for a couple of weeks, and then it just gets forgotten about. Like you know, Swept we right can't. Under the rug. Yeah, yeah, we can't do things like that anymore. And I mean, again, like after this, like Sarah project, like the next project I'm working on. I mean, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure about the title. I kind of want to call it seriously. Okay. No question mark, exclamation yeah. mark. Um, but just like honestly three four tracks and I, I would hope and I mean like if there's any other artist that is that's listening to this contact Riley I mean jump on the track with me I just want I would love to hear mm. other artists opinions on like what's going on right now mm. and how they really like truthfully you know feel about so, it because yeah. something needs to be said and I mean mm-hmm. if it's not going to be done by us independent like up-and-coming artists I, honestly, I'm, I'm still, I'm actually still kind of shocked that I haven't heard one of these major artists do it or say anything yet. I think the last time I heard, I think it was like J Cole that said kind of yeah. something about it, and I mean that was on that one show, that, that one Letterman time, show, yeah, that one time, you know. Like other yeah. than that, like I haven't heard it again. It's true, and it's like um, you know, I feel like you know we've been speaking about it like you know ad nauseum almost to a certain extent. You know, it's like we can only. You know, like I said, we're beating on the same drum over and over again. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like in six months, it's going to be another story. Oh, yeah. It's going to be another story. I'm and, sooner than that. You know, kind of bring back the thing we said, like a modern-day civil war. Um, I feel like, you know, that's what happens when you feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of these kids in Baltimore, they feel hopeless. 
You know, they feel invisible. And that's when you're going to see the rioting and the acts of violence. But unfortunately, I feel like, you know, like you just said, you said you didn't even think you would care about it. And that's how a lot of us, you know, seem like it. We see it on the news. All right, cool, whatever. That's fine. You know, that's not over there. That's not over here. That's over there. Mm -hmm. But it's in all of our communities. This is from East Coast, Ferguson, Midwest, California, you know, decades ago, Ronnie King. These things are Mm -hmm. still happening. Mm -hmm. These things are still happening. And it's like, you know, until, you know, how many stores do we have to burn down until we see, you know, justice or... And it's not only that, it's like our neighborhoods are over-policed. There's too many police in our neighborhoods, you know? No you mean to tell me that, you know, in other neighborhoods, that, and, you know, I've, I've said this before, but it's something that really, you know, I, it affects me a lot because I feel like, you know, other neighborhoods, the same things we're doing, other neighborhoods, you know, that are more affluent, you know, suburbs, whatever, they're not doing the same things we're doing, but we're incarcerated at a higher rate. And those incarceration leads to broken households, and those broken households leads to less father figures. The less father figures leads to kids doing, you know, crazy stuff. And it's a circle that's, you know, it's never going to be broken. And, you know, I feel like, you know, like you say, modern-day civil war. In theory, that that would be so good. You know, it would be cool. You know, we can make some change, but it won't happen. Because people are not going to sacrifice their lives because... Believe it or not, we have it good, but <laughs> we so have quiet. it, but we have it bad too. Yeah, man. And you know, it's like people will not sacrifice their lives until we're going hungry. And I feel like it's, you know, it's in a system right now where we have just enough, not to write, not to want to mm-hmm. sacrifice anything. Mm-hmm. We have our iPhones. All right, I'm gonna chill. We're gonna make some you know, noise, but we're gonna make too much. We're noise. not gonna make too much because we don't want to lose what we have. And it's like it's weird because it's like we have that just enough. Well, you know what? You know what? Let somebody else do it. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't in uh, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, because I'm, I'm, cause I, cause I'm not going country. hungry because I could go to Chipotle right now and get something to eat because I could go on my iPhone and post a picture. And it's like, you know, it's like, but we need something. And I don't know what that something is. I, I've been thinking about it. I don't know what it is to spark it. And like I said, I feel like we might not even see that in our lifetime. I say, I say it's respect within our own communities. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's funny. Once all this stuff started happening, I saw a couple of videos where it's just like, you know, Bloods and Crips and Vice Lords and Latin Kings are all getting mm-hmm. together. It's just like, we ain't doing this to, to each yeah. other anymore. You know, we're not going to do this because these guys are doing it to us. You know, like, it comes down to, for me, I think it really comes down to self-respect. I mm-hmm. think once we start, like, respecting our black culture mm-hmm. and start respecting our Latin culture and yeah. start respecting just being minorities in general. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it sucks to kind of say that because yeah. it kind of sounds like I'm saying minorities against white people. And that's not what I'm saying. I got white girlfriends. I have white friends. You know, it, yeah. it's not about that. It's, it, it's, it's more just about getting our status mm-hmm. to what the other races are. I, I always say it. If black people were to get together like the Jews got together, or like the Italians were to get to, you know, be yeah. a people. There's no stopping us. That's true. Think Paul Mooney said it best. Paul Mooney said it best. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. Yeah. I mean, things like that are tough, you know? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the whole black thing, it's 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 much more deeper than yeah. we could touch on in this podcast <laughs> ever. Right. We so could be right speaking on. for days here. Just blue <laughs> in the face, so you know? Right. You know, when you mentioned about, you know, like Jewish people that they sit together, Italian, and this and that mm. and that, it's so different because it all comes, it all, not to sound like a broken record, but it all goes back to slavery. 
You know, we came into the country way different than any other race. Sure. Can you really we, say that though? Yeah, it's really true because um, think about this. You know, at the end of the at the end of the day, you're Italian, you're Jewish, you're Puerto Rican, Dominican, but you're whatever. You you your culture. It's, Your it's, people it's, came it's, here. It's yeah. Very firm. Sure. One, you came here, and two, you have a unified home. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, you have a unified home. Mm-hmm. Every Black American, and I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about somebody that just came here from Africa or whatever, or Jamaica, but I'm talking about African-American. every African American that's been here for generations. They've been here since their ancestor, whoever yeah. that slave was. Yeah. You know, they don't have a, a place to call home. They don't have a unified vision. Oh, so that. Every black person in every state is different. They all have different ideals, different beliefs. They all, there's no unified thing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not Al Sharpton. There's, there's no, you just blew my mind by saying that. Yeah. That was, no, that's, that's a great point. Sure. That's a great fucking point. Nice. All right. And how is that vision created? You know, we don't know. Exactly. Don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the, the, the African-American yeah. race. It, it's, it's such a broken yeah. culture. Really you know, easy. It's such a broken culture that it's, it's and really... It, and the strangest thing, it's like such a broken culture, as you say, but it's such a strong, such a creative yes, culture. Absolutely. You know I mean? How many, you know, black African-Americans have influenced, you know, not only hip-hop, man. I'm just talking about the, the whole world, you know what yeah. I mean? With the culture, exactly. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is an, it's an enigma. It's an anomaly. I really can't explain it. Like, you know... And, you know, me being, a, you know, half Puerto Rican, half Irish kid from the Bronx, you know, I'm in the same boat with you guys. You know what I mean? I'm in mm-hmm. the same boat. It's, it, this is our neighbor. This is our, you know, our culture, our people. And, you know, to go back to the whole Freddie Gray thing, that's something where it's going to happen again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to happen again. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it goes, goes back to what you said. Yeah. Like, what changes it? I don't know. That's a Kanye it takes, it, it's, but it, it's, it's something that takes everybody to sit down yeah. and look at everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's something that you can solve. I would say respect. Yeah, respect. Once we start respecting people, I do like that idea. Respect each other. Race. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even Kendrick, you know, a, a rapper. I think we all kind of, you know, are influenced by and, and you know, and kind of. I don't want to, you know, look up to in a certain way. You know, he said it in Black Liberty. You know. I'm gonna kill somebody, you know, darker than me, but and then but that makes me a hypocrite. Like, you know, kinda of going how to the whole, be mad about, you know, Trayvon How can I be mad about Trayvon Martin when I'm killing somebody that's blacker than me? You know what I mean? I'm killing my brother. I'm killing, you know You see, and that's what I'm talking about. And it's it goes back to the whole respecting like that. Like that is a that's you know, I, I still haven't heard uh, that project in full. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's def- if you're saying that's one of the lines, that's one. Like, it's like you know, I'm mad at I'm mad at George Zimmerman for killing Trey Martin, but you know, I'm a gangbanger in the streets of Compton, and, and I just killed some my brother blacker than me. Yeah, and but I'm mad that's at Trey Martin, and it goes back to what you said, that's the respect. Real shit. You know, talking about respect, I work in a kitchen with a bunch of you know races and whatnot, and <laughs> it's crazy to me to you know uh, to see like my chef and the Asian girl and whatnot, and her favorite artist to listen to while she's working is Meek Mill. Don't get me wrong, me well, great, you know, artists whatnot. Yeah. But to me, you know, especially with everything going on, I don't want to hear a bunch of like black on black crime and you selling this yeah. and nah, nah, nah. you know, like it, it is it's what no. you were saying about like, yeah, how can I be mad at this guy 
for saying, you know, for killing this kid. And then I'm going to rap about, like, oh, fuck it, I kill niggas every goddamn day. You know, like, right. that's crazy to me, you know? And it comes down to just, like, respecting your people it's and true. respecting your neighborhood environment or whatever it may be. You know, like, it's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. And I think this is what we need. This is the way we need to put this in the light. You know, we need open discussions yes. about race, about, you know, social injustice, social inequality. This is what we need. We need people talking about this outside because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like everybody's like, oh, shh, 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 don't talk about it. No, we need to bring this to the light because that's the only way, you know, things are going to get done. And not only change, I mean, I, we keep saying this, and even myself, I keep saying this word change. We just need to, you know, make little just little strides. Acknowledgement over change. You know? Acknowledgement, you know, acceptance. That like, you know, this is what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. we got to take it to like a real like an mm-hmm. AA meeting. Like you got to <laughs> really like come to accept that yeah. this is real. This is real. Like you know, there's racism. Yeah. Kids oh, are getting so killed. Getting cops killed. are killing people. Cops they, they are getting killed be, too. Costume cops. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, like oh. there needs to be change. We need to accept that. Right now, things are messed up. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's a lot of, like, denial. It's yeah. true. No, it's true. Denial that is, oh, no, it's just this one person. Or it's just that guy. Or it's just this second. It's just this. Isolated situation. It's like, yeah. Isolated. No, no yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's no, not. it's really not. Never will be. The it's entire really system's messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it needs to be, t- you know. But, like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, we can talk about this and whatnot. Do we really feel like it's going to get changed? I mean, no, I mean, I've said it now. I feel like, like I said, you know, it's going to be six months from now, we'll be having the same conversation. Yeah. And, you know, it will echo the same things. We'll regurgitate the same, you know, let's get togetherness. But we won't. Like, we I won't. agree with what uh, President Obama said when he spoke about the Freddie Gray situation. And it was kind of overlooked, but it was like, you know, we can talk about this, sure. You know, pretty much, I'm not going verbatim, but, you know, we can talk about it, we can, you know, and we can do this every time this thing happens, but. Unless we all take a serious look at this, nothing's gonna change. Unless we all stop the media, like we we all stop, the country stops, and we all black, white doesn't matter if we all stop and take a look at this because this is something is wrong here. That's why I mentioned mm-hmm. the civil war, because once a civil war happens and they start seeing bodies really falling, that's when they're gonna be like, oh wait, we can't be killing a bunch of Americans like this, you know? Like that's then that's why I mentioned that the civil war is because. Only until then can we really see some real change. I I believe, mm-hmm. you know, because nobody. I mean, even if the, even the biggest, I'm mean, not gonna say the biggest racist because he'd be probably happy. But like, even you know, when we get to that point of just like, whoa, mm-hmm. did did twenty people just die today? Yeah, like over some racism shit. Like, whoa, that can't happen. Oh wait, next week some people, more people die. You know, like once you start seeing all this, um, it was. Good point that uh, one of my girls brought up. Um, she mentioned the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Do you remember all those hippies that were protesting those well, wars? And whatnot? They were war. getting their ass kicked. Every fucking day they mm-hmm. were getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. But once that started happening, people started to really start to notice. Like, whoa, you can't just be beating up innocent <sighs> Americans because they want, they want to protest. Like, well, let's... We probably should put a stop to this, you know? Like, yeah. Until that happens, I mean, once you have, like, one, you know, young black dude or, oh, or, 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 here's one young black dude dying. Oh, okay, a couple months later, another young black dude. People aren't going to really pay attention. It's going to be what, like what you said. Mm-hmm. It's going to be discussed about, talked about, like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. But no real change is going to happen until you start really seeing bodies falling. Yeah, and, you know, for us to get to that, you know, it's like who, we're not prepared to sacrifice our lives for this full cause. We're not. We're not. Like, you know, it's just... 
And I say we, you know, if, if one person listens to this may say, oh, I'm ready to die for it. Mm-hmm. But for everyone, there's 10 that say, nah, chill, I'm good. Exactly. I'm about to go on World Star. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to start with little small changes, mm-hmm. you know, step by step, step by step. And, you know, like you said, until, Tati said, a person moment, until we stop and look at this. But you know what? The big machine, corporate America, the commercials that are rolling on CNN, that are rolling on Fox, mm-hmm. that are on MSB, MSNBC, they're not going to stop because it's a cash cow. Because people, you know, the advertisers are paying, so we're going to promote this. We're going to promote the riots. We're going to, you know, this 24-hour news cycle, we're going to keep it going. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, it sucks, but I feel like we just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. It's gonna start. It's gonna start in our communities if we want to see change. I mean, I saw it start. I saw a couple of protests uh, popping up in Queens. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like that could be the catalyst. Honestly, mm-hmm. once these major cities start getting to these protests and mm-hmm. really start speaking their mind, I mean, like, let's be real. They're not gonna like. They're not. They're not gonna do what they did in Baltimore, in New York, mm-hmm. or in Texas, or in Cali, or Chicago. They're not gonna do that. You know, there's not gonna be a SWAT team. Hanging out, yeah. ready to, you know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna happen. And if it, yeah. and if so, trust me, that'll be na- that international news. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. that that's what's happening. Um, so I don't think that that will happen uh, in yeah. a major city. But maybe it needs to happen in a major city for it to be more, you know, globalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for for people to actually see these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I think you know it just. This is really good conversation, you know, really good to get, you know, ideas and thoughts out, really thought-provoking stuff. And, you know, I hope one day we do see change. I really do. And, um, you know, it's a good conversation between three of us that we can have these type of conversations. And, you know, even though we are all angry and all on the same page, still try to come and find, you know, solutions and resolutions to, um, to the whole thing. Kind of switch the gears a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, this is a podcast where, you know, we don't want to get too political, but, no you know. No, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where the hell yeah. we just went. You know, we but we like to get our thoughts out. But um, let's. What else has been going on? Did you, Riley? Are, did you catch the Mayweather Pacquiao fight? Okay, I can only have this conversation. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Depending on where you guys stand with this. Okay, it's boxing. No, were we not watching a boxing match? Boxing match. Right. right. Did Mayweather not box? He, he boxed. He boxed. He boxed. <laughs> Oh, we got we got an angry fan over here, don't we? Yeah, you got you, the wrong oh, you got the wrong <laughs> All right, all right. We're gonna talk about this Mayweather fight. Right. My right. man is is called the sweet science of boxing. So we're on the same page. Here. Thank you. All right, you see. You, you see Muhammad Ali right now? You see Muhammad Ali? He can't talk. He can barely talk. He's shaking. Exactly. He's he's going crazy. And that's because and he, he wants to put on a show and and fight people. He took too many hits and he fought too long. You fought way too, you fought way too long. Way too long. Now Mayweather, being a, the smart boxer that he is, ain't taking no punches, and no. he's going to win the match. You know, um, can you I mean, really be mad at him for that? From the beginning, you know, I knew, I knew how it was gonna go. Now I can't blame him for that. You know, with Mayweather, people they love to say, "Oh no, he's just gonna get, he's gonna run around." And now I've seen plenty of fights where you know the guy clearly running around. Running around is when, you know, somebody's trying to hit you and you're running around, running. Lane, you know? Oh. Now, Mayweather's not running around. Uh, he's, he's dodging, he's moving, and Defense. he's throwing punches. You, you, yeah. can't get pun- you can't get points in boxing for just dodging and mm-hmm. blocking. You gotta, you gotta throw punches to win the boxing match. Did you not yeah. see the concrete box numbers? Yeah. yeah. Mayweather. Did not Mayweather out-punch? 
out yeah. jabbed, yeah. out everything. Pacquiao threw more hip, less, way, way less. 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 You know, it's um. We man, saw a boxing clinic. Yeah. Is what we saw. Mayweather had to down to a science. Right? Yes. He was, and he and I think Mayweather mm-hmm. critically understands one of the what few boxing boxes. is. He understands that this is a game with points. This is about points. It's true. It's not a world star fight. It's not. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not got a the role. best knockout. It's true. Like, yeah. It's not. It, it, this is a strategic mm-hmm. game. This is a game. We're playing a game here. Hundred eighty million dollars. You game. need to know how. How to punch? Yeah. When to punch? When the move? <laughs> exactly. Not. It's not just. How, it's not. It's not about looking good or fancy or knocking somebody out. It's about winning <laughs> the match. And yeah. people get upset because he 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 does that. Yeah. You know and he. He does this track strategy thing, and it, it bothers people so much that he's yeah. not out there like rock and sock and robot. Okay, so if you, for you guys see. who didn't see Tachi, just do a flurry of punches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real though. Mayweather's been fine like this for how many years? For years. I mean, why would it change? I think here's my here's my mm-hmm. one thing that I yeah. tell people all the time. So Kodo was yep. supposed to beat him. Sugar Shane was supposed to beat him. Wasn't there like a thousand other people that was supposed to beat him? Exactly. Exactly. Delaware, all of them. They had the code. But what happened? So Mayweather turned them into a statistic. That's true. Why wouldn't Pacquiao be the same thing? I I, tell, I say this because what? this is why. Because like Tachi said, Mayweather has this down to a science. But not only in the boxing ring does he have this down to a science. Outside of the ring, the way he promotes himself, <laughs> he had this man is a, a, a genius. Even though he can't read rumors, that was a joke. Sorry about that. But <laughs> sorry, sorry, my brother. Just in case he, you listen, he knows that people are going to spend money to watch him because number one, they love him, or a vast majority hate him. Mm-hmm. And people thought that Pacquiao was this last hope to finally shut up Mayweather. And uh, all the people who thought this was going to be a super fight, mega fight, me and Touch, me and Touch called it on the last podcast. Mayweather was going to win by decision. I knew nobody was going to get knocked out. Mayweather was just going to outbox him, mm-hmm. not outfight him, not outbrawl him, but outbox him. Yeah, there you go. And you alluded to this, and you know Mayweather, uh, Pacquiao landed eighty-one punches out of I believe four hundred twenty-nine, which was nineteen percent. Wait, what? He landed nineteen percent. He landed nineteen percent of his punches, while Mayweather landed thirty four percent. And he landed about the one hundred forty nine punches in total. One hundred forty one. I might be off a little bit, but either way, Mayweather landed about fifty to sixty more punches than him. For, so for people saying that he was running or hugging all night, you know, Mayweather did. He out jabbed him. He was faster than Pacquiao. Pacquiao's punches obviously had no damage to him. You know, Pacquiao had a couple good rounds, but, I mean, to be honest, the fight wasn't really that close to me, you know, and you said it, you know, none of Mayweather's fights have been close, and honestly, except for, you know, you said it, Miguel Cotto was supposed to beat him, Miguel Cotto, you know, gave him some hard times because, and Floyd even said it, Cotto hit really hard, and that was one of the first times where I've seen uh, Floyd's, you know, face a little bruised up, he looked a little out of it, but he still won that fight convincingly. And I don't know why people thought Pacquiao was gonna was gonna win. Yeah, you know? why would that be any different? <laughs> Another statistic. Because well, that was just the thing that yeah. was hyped up for yeah. such a long time. Oh, I know. Sure. It's true. It was just like you know, Pacquiao was Floyd Mayweather a Jace, you know? It yeah. was like you know, 
Goku and Vegeta, you know. They were like, you know, they were like, you know this analogy. Is... But at the same time, Goku always be Vegeta. No, always. And Mayweather is Goku. Always. No, if we're going to say it. Let's just, let, that, that, that is a fact. So it just, I, I feel like, um, look, people may have even thought Mayweather was going to win, but I feel like mm-hmm. they didn't think he was going to win like this. Like, May, um, Pacquiao was outclassed and outboxed. Sure. And it was almost like, it was like a disappointment. It was like, this was, this was it. <laughs> this is the guy you guys said was gonna put on the was gonna stop him. Like we thought we were gonna see some like Mayweather fighting for his life. It's every fight that Mayweather has. They they this the this is the god. It's the, it's the same thing with Ronda Rousey. The same thing. This is gonna be the girl that beats Ronda. Ra- no, no, it's not. No. That at this point we really should just stop betting against yeah. these people. Well, I've never, I've never bet against Mayweather. People, you know, but people want him to lose. You know, he's been winning so much, and then he has, you know, like the the, the cocky persona he throws on for the public. You I've know, never seen so much racism. That. Oh, 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 shit. You know, so they just want him to go down. You yeah, know? but I mean, come on. I mean, like the people. I wonder if people during the Muhammad Ali was just like, "Oh my God, I hope this guy loses." Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If there was oh, Twitter yeah. back in Muhammad Ali's day, it would definitely have been. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see. I mean, Mayweather will fight again. You know, September supposedly, and yeah, then yeah. there's rumors. Who, who, who do you think? Who do you think fighting? Khan? I mean, we don't know. Amir, you think he can, yeah. I don't think Amir Khan just because um, the whole Ramadan situation where okay. he has to fast yeah, in that month. He, it's that. not gonna yeah. fight because he in his religion he has to fast push, for thirty days. Push that thing a month back, he'd be straight. I mean, no, he said he won't do it. He said he just he won't do it. I mean, Khan don't want to do it. Khan, no, because uh, he's fasting in um, the lead up to that fight for uh, Ramadan. Yeah, I guess the leading up to that fight would be yeah. a little hard. And Mayweather doesn't want to put him in May because yeah, he's not. Not there. Like May is the big, the bigger yeah. fight, and then September is like the fight. Who else could the guy fight? Oh. And if you're thinking about it, he's going to let's. In theory, if he wins this next fight, he's going to tie the record. Yeah. And then his contract is up with Showtime mm-hmm. CBS, and it's going to be a bidding war for who gets that last fight. He's such a smart guy because you know, <laughs> he's going to he's going to end his yeah. contract's going to end at 49 and 0. And then he's going to say, you know, I'm going to do one more fight to break Rocky Marciano's and you know record. Gonna be like and there's going to be another bidding war, you know? crazy, like, 20 million. You want to see me fight? Pay me, like, $100 million, like, type shit. Yeah. And people are going to do it. That's true. They're going to do it. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. That's it. That's all we can say is who knows, you know? But who I'm knows, right? whoever whatever, whoever he's fighting, you know, I'm going to watch it. Hey, Marquez, watch this it. is true. Yeah. You think Marquez is going to come back up? I think, I think it might be Marquez. Because I've, I've heard him say the name a few times. You know, with Floyd, like, you know, he's always dropping little hints. Yeah. Right? And I've I heard mean, him say Marquez's name. He did. He, and he did. always said, you know, he needs to lose weight because I heard he gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Marquez yeah. needs to lose some weight. You know, it's like maybe it's gonna be Marquez. We'll see. He hinted at something like a rematch for Pacquiao, and then withdrew that. Withdrew, yeah. He says a cat pack as a coward or something. Yeah, he was like a sore loser. I think he said let Pacquiao fight his undercard. I think he for for the September fight, he wants it to be like big under undercard fights. So I'm thinking he wants Pacquiao under there so that he can make it believable that he deserves the second fight in May. What was the dudes that 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 was Kellerman? Max Kellerman, yeah. That dude was just angry. Did you see that? Like, yeah. what? Why did you do this, Pacquiao? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I thought I. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. I was yeah, just it was like, like oh. it was like he was like lecturing yeah. him. Like, he was like, yo. 
like, we needed I, I you to like be I, him. I feel like I won the fight. You thought you won the fight? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, according to my numbers, you did it. I was like, like, like they, were so, they were different point. Like, yo, Pacquiao, you were supposed to win this fight. <laughs> he was upset. Like, what <laughs> do you mean, Pacquiao? <laughs> Seriously. I, I, I felt really bad for Pacquiao. I'm not, I won't lie. But, dude, all right, here's another question I, I post. The two kids from the Bronx. Oh. Yes. oh, I like this. Okay. Yeah. I like this. Does Pacquiao fight again? Of course. Cool. Of course, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I, think so. I, I believe he fights again just because number number one, he he doesn't want to end his career with a loss like this, you know. And um, I think he fights Mayweather one more time. I would love to see that. I think he fights one more time, and he loses again. And let's say he goes back to Philippines and becomes a pop star congressman that he is. Now let's say he beats Mayweather in this second fight. Is there number three? Yes, that'd be a number- trilogy of the. Oh, there is number three. Mayweather has to be number three. It has to be number three. Yeah, but I don't see him being Mayweather. I really don't. Nah, I really don't. I think they'll they're relaxed after mm-hmm. that second fight. I mean, and Mayweather, if he does beat this record and everything, he'd be the first with a, a perfect record, right? At fifteen, no. well, okay. Maki Marciano's forty nine, though, so yeah. he'd be yeah, the yeah, best, right? the best on the feet. Yeah, yeah, he'd be the best. Yeah. With the most, yeah. With the most, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. see. Makes for great debate, great conversation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Two kids from the Bronx with oh, yeah, right. Riley, our first guest. You know, um, I think he set the bar pretty high, Todd. <laughs> yeah. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> come here without some chords, right? That's right. right and Riley, tell them one more time where they can hear your music and if they, you know, Twitter. Yeah, you can find me um, Hobo Chic NYC. That's everything: Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook, and uh, all the, the tumblers and all the things that you guys can imagine. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, check me out. This is D Riley on Instagram. Um, I, yeah, I, I hope you guys love the stuff. Uh, yeah, just check me out, man. I, I am uh, again a genuine person, so feel free to hit me up with any kind of message. I, I will make sure that I get back to you as promptly as possible. I love hearing nice. from the fans and what they think. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm up for collabs and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, man, hit me up. I, I, yeah, I just want to make music. That's really the passion. So nice. Yeah. nice. And uh, thanks everybody for listening again. Thanks for all the love on Twitter. Once again, we're at Two Kids from the Bronx. Two, two kids from the B. I keep saying two kids from the Bronx because somebody stole. I'm so angry. They stole our two kids from the Bronx. At we are at we are at two kids from the B. X. And I promise you, we're gonna find these things. We're gonna find them. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Without you and I don't know where I'm supposed to be I need you to breathe I'll climb those mountains, fight those demons Babe, I'll cross the sea Cross the sea I'll climb those mountains, fight those demons Babe, I'll cross the sea I used to love her I'm lying, I still do right, I still love her, I can't admit that, damn I got pride right, dark stares knowing love is in the air, all life ever is that it's too late to really take it there, I mean another level, something more profound, hear the sound of a hobo spilling guts to the crowd, and you hear all this pain right, told this bitch last night that it's really over cause I'm tired of these damn fights, listen my
safari But it's funny though Ha! I remember all the time she called the cops Remove me from every photo without using crap You can edit your lifestyle just now with Photoshop Blank stares Dead weight Should go But instead wait They say love is just a game great Cause playtime is over and she said checkmate I just wanna know right now is this over Tell me right now bitch is this really over Cause I'm saying I'm never sober We'll be together with the luck of a clover I don't need you in my life I can't see you as my wife I just need you for one night uh. There's no one to call There's no one at all The songs that you sing are off key There's nothing to say about me Cause I don't Follow button on our SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at Two Kids from the BX.